In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1969, nice. This is album 57, (laughs) The Band by The Band. Guys, I wrote a song... And it's playing on K-Rob, okay? I gave K-Rob some money. They're playing it. I shouldn't admit that out loud, but it's true. Pay to play is alive and well. It is. uh, Luckily, K-Rob has very, very low standards. There's so many things in the (laughs) K-Rob ecosystem. (laughs) I'm worried this song is a little too subtle. Can you guys just let me know if you you got the message of it, okay? We know subtlety is a... So, and again, the podcast, podcast here is where I say something and you guys talk and we just don't, you don't just stare at me. When Wait, I think I was you just gotta, talking. You gotta, did anyone, put did it, you it on K-Rob, man. When we want to hear the radio, we want to hear <laughs> the radio. Ta- put I said so. Okay, it's a hallmark of the podcast. I thought that was really okay, clever. Quick. I, I accept your apology. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Today we got a song going out to anyone who's been mowing their lawn and wondered, could I eat this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta stand at the farmer's market. I also have a prank that I pull. I try to make up fake food and I sell it to those hippie assholes. <laughs> They'll eat anything I sell and approve it here. See what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to be the dumbest shithead on the planet to try to eat dandelion greens. <laughs> Dandelion greens, yes. they're bitter, put them over heat, not much yep. better. Some people Good. say they're Good. a weed, just add black pepper, but the people who buy Ooh. them are the biggest fucking morons. <laughs> I'm having good for your liver. Subtle, that's subtle. Wake up in the morning, and I pick them from my lawn. Yep. I price them at $8 a bunch for these stupid rich morons. <laughs> I've never paid $8 like to a trick day these rates. dumb shits. Well, that's just who well, you I would, am. You would. There's a guy who sells crystals next to me. Even he thinks I'm a scam. <laughs> Dandelion greens, they're bitter. Put them over heat. Double track. Not much better. That. Some people Ooh, say they're a weed. Just that black pepper. The people who buy them are the biggest fucking morons. <laughs> oh, look at this. Listen to this. When you want to hear well, about we didn't even get to hear the yodel at the end of time. Dandelion Although I am telling my kids this year when they go to school, tell talk about daddy's podcast. Try to get some downloads. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Welcome everybody. We got Beck did it better. We are back after a little bit of a break. We are all the way up to album 57. This is the band by the band. So when I say the band, I'm talking about the album. And when I say the band, I'm talking about the band. But when I say the band, I'm not, I'm not, that's the band, the band. You guys understand what I'm talking about. Now, this isn't a bad company situation where they also had a song called Bad Company on the album (laughs) Bad Company by the band Bad Company. If this album would have had a song called The Band, we would have been set. So, So who plays the music? Russ is giving me the start over sign. I don't even know what that means. I'm actually really impressed. We've got a phone that closed on me. Uh, we've got three guys here that they heard about the night they drove old Dixie down. But what if they crash when they're driving Dixie down? They could get in an accident. I hope this doesn't cause a Dixie wreck. 
<laughs> what? A Dixie, Dixie wreck? wrecked. And speaking of which, Russell. Russell in uh, Minnesota. How are you doing, Russell? Guys, if I were a Barker and Rob's girly strip show, tell you what I'd do. I'd lock the door, tear my shirt, and let my river flow. Wow. Wow. That sounds like something from last week. Sounds like a Liz Fair song. I got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me, Rob. Matt's actually so tired. He was telling us before the podcast, he's like, I'm so tired. So we might hear a little bit less from Matt. Uh, Rosie out in California. Rosie, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I don't have anything topical to say about the album tonight, but I do want to say that we're recording on Labor Day. So to all the workers out there, please remember today is the day to look up how much your CEO makes and work less. Yeah. And if you guys try to start a union, I swear to fucking God, you're going to find out who's in charge right here. Okay. Don't even think about it. Okay. I've got a little video I want to show you. It's called the, it's called unions, not your friends. Okay. I borrowed it from Sam Walton. It's a really great video. It's a good times. All right. Let's get right Rob into it. Us he doesn't have to pay us minimum wage as long as we get tips. Right. Wait, isn't That's Rob right. the only unionized per, or, uh, well, we'll get into that after the, in the post game show. Oh no. Oh God. I can't wait. Okay, let's see. How do I turn this computer off right after this podcast? <laughs> All right, let's get in. Guys, we've got two separate texts. Oh, to the Bex okay. line. How do you, we how did. Do you text the Bex line? 802-277-BEC. You can text the Bex line. We've got a couple now. I can. You can write in anything and have a celebrity say it. See if you guys can guess who the celebrity is. Okay, everyone. Casey Case from here. Just wanted to tell you that Russ has a normal-sized penis. See what I mean? Like you can get these guys to say anything. Listen to this one. See if you can tell. These are not Bex. These are just ones I did on my own time today. The school needs to start. I have so much free time. Hey everyone, Joe Buck here. What I saw on the field was disgusting. It was Russ's penis. See what I mean? Like it's so good. All right, let's get into the best. I've got to show you guys. This one also comes with a picture, so I might have to explain it to you after he says it here. Look what I found—a picture of Phil's pubic legs. Okay, so that was a quick well, one Kendrick saying Lamar, that was Kendrick ten, telling us that somebody and somebody took the time to text us this. They said, now we did get a lot of text saying hashtag pubic lice. I don't remember why people were supposed to say hashtag pubic lice to us. It was very it was to prove that they to prove that they listened to the end of an episode. You were supposed to give them a dollar. Oh, then I got less than I would have expected, actually. If that's how many people are listening to the end of the episode, guys, we can coast toward the end. Let's just put it that way. I can stop editing by the end. But they did send me this picture. Can you see the screen? It's little plastic crabs and they're called jazz crabs and they're all playing their own little <laughs> instruments. So you have a crab with like a little saxophone. You have a trap crab with a little drum kit and stuff like that. Yeah. So somebody found a picture of crabs playing jazz and said, those are Aaron's pubic lice. So oh. Aaron, Aaron, well, has probably, your pubic lice gone away yet? If I had them, they'd probably be playing jazz in my, in my dreams. So I, I like that. I appreciate that listener for, I love how Rob's just decided to double down on this topic. A few weeks ago, this was in an email that, hey, this should probably be taken out. But instead of avoiding it, Rob's doubling back and he's just well, hitting you the know, nail harder. It's really become a kind of a, a colloquialism just to call them crabs. But I always prefer the term pubic lice. I think that's much more visceral. <laughs> when I taught STDs in my class, I'd be like, I'd say pubic lice because I thought it was so great. Because crabs are kind of cute, right? It's like a tiny crab. You could think like, oh, isn't that cute? But like a pubic lice seems like a little more menacing. I mean, people eat like crab legs, right? Right. As many as they can, right? (laughs) (laughs) They're so tiny. I can barely barely get these legs off. This is one that both criticized me and puts Aaron on blast. Oh, what? Rob's BBQ takes are absolutely abhorrent. Let's not bury the lead. But also, it should be noted that Aaron once took me out for BBQ tofu and vegan mac and cheese in Oakland. Hashtag Aaron's pubic lice. 
All oh, right, so that message yeah, said that, let's break this down into two parts. Number one, I have been thinking about this obsessively for the last three weeks. My barbecue takes really, truly are abhorrent. Yeah, it was true. bad. Yeah. I said that you're there for the sauce. That's all yeah. that matters. Incorrect. And I realized, you know what my favorite barbecue really is? What? Pulled pork. I love it yeah, more than anything else. You, that it, means you're not. You have you have nothing to say on the matter right now. It is. It's it's like what, what's that equivalent of? Like you going to a fancy French restaurant and ordering French fries, right? Like that's kind of the. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some people would say like you getting a steak and saying I want it medium well, kind of a thing, you know, like so the the oh, steak no. snobs. Yeah, I, I dropped that girl fast when she pulled that stunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not paying for this overcooked meat. Or like, what's your favorite album, Sergeant Pepper's? You know what I mean? Like, you just you get to be a little more thoughtful. Okay, so if I'm showing off barbecue-wise, what do I order? It's, is it brisket? That's the only yeah. thing that makes me I, a true barbecue I man? I think that's the only thing you can go with. No, oh, the no. only thing is to know the specialty of the house because there are places yeah. that would... Spe- I, I'm, this is the same comment I made before. There are places <laughs> that would specialize in pulled pork. And so the only thing is to know what the place does well and Whatever to order Whatever is that. on the chalkboard. Whatever is written love, on the special of the day. Yes. I love barbecue sauce. I cannot help it. And you pulled know what? Barbecue fine. Sauce. I'm going to take a brave stand and say, I'm right with my barbecue sauce take. I think a good barbecue sauce. Nah, I can't do it. Sorry, guys. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, this weekend I was at the spa and the fries I got, I did put mayo and ketchup together. And I thought somebody was like, oh, that's very European. And I was like, it's true. I'm classy. I'm a classy guy. <laughs> You got French fries at the spa. Well, don't. That's my rolling going. <laughs> I cannot answer any follow-up questions about French fries at the spa. That is my rolling going. I don't want to give it away, but okay. And now everybody's waiting on Tetra I can't hooks. wait to hear more about your French fries at your spa. <laughs> yeah. Actually, now you that you say it, that is kind of the whole, my seat. That is kind of the whole story now that you say it like that. <laughs> this, this Baxter is someone who's a close family member of mine, and he is correct. I yeah. took him out for vegan barbecue, and I will say... If you're talking about barbecue tofu, Rob, it really is all about the sauce because there's only so much you can do with tofu. So then the sauce really matters. So, so was this was this person a vegan, Aaron, that you took out? No, or you just didn't want to be their friend anymore? No, I just there's a great there, there's a great trying vegan. to push them away. Is this like <laughs> <laughs> Listen, trying y'all. to get them to stop coming out yeah. to Oakland and visit? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, vegan my house is so small. Black owned vegan, re- vegan so restaurants vegan. are a real thing. They're and black and brown owned vegan, vegan uh, eateries are a real thing. They're trying to expand food horizons around the world. And so there are several of them in Oakland. I like to frequent them don't, because I don't turn this on us like you're like we're the, the shitheads. Do not do that. Do not turn <laughs> Wait, this on us like we're in we, this situation. How did vegan barbecues are fine. If I went out and visited you and you took me to one, I would never forgive you. You okay, should, unless like I was it. a vegan. You would like yeah, it. I, I, I do think this is like a breakup move. Like if I was going out with a girl and I didn't want to see her anymore and I didn't have the guts to just say, hey, this isn't working for me, I'd start taking her to barbecue vegan restaurants <laughs> and then she would have to break up with me. It's Can a great it's, it's, it's next door You're, to a beautiful beer place with a nice patio. Well, you order your beer, they bring you there. To. Vegan <laughs> barbecue yeah, next barbecue door is delicious. Uh, yeah. I'll eat it all day, any day. It's in the week. same state as an in and out like, What does that have to do with anything? Like who cares? If I went to a place and it was like, okay, you get to pick between the tofu and the vegan mac and cheese, which is what? Probably like almond cheese on there or something, right? Some nut cashew, cheese. I think. Yeah, cashew cheese. Yeah, yeah, cashew outside. I'm it's not delicious. having that, okay? I'm not ah, eating so anything good. that has nut cheese on it. No thanks. Ah, I'm in for it anytime. I would eat the oh vegan barbecue God. all day. Okay, so and then the next the last day I would went- eat animal barbecue because I'm, I'm that, I, I contain multitudes. And which one, which one tastes better? The animal one. The animal, not, I mean, so why, why, even, why not just go to animal barbecue twice? Because it's not next door to the beer place. And 
Listen, there is not, I mean, there's recently I'm now confused. some really good, you know, uh, carnivore barbecue in Oakland. There was not at the time, there was not great carnivore barbecue around. So I just don't get, have we talked about this before about the, like the fake meat at Burger King? Like, was yeah. there a huge demand for fake, for See, like v- vegetarians to go get a Whopper at I think Burger there King? Is, though. Like, I think yes, if you're a vegetarian or vegan, traveling. And I've always, and I've said this, and I've said this for years, and I'll still say it. They're right. Vegetarians and vegans, when we look back in 50 years, we're going to look like the same way we look back at like doctors using leeches when they talk about us eating meat. Because pretty soon it's going to be like lab-grown meat. It's going to be just fine. It's not going to hurt the animals. I'm, I'm here for it. I love it. I, I think being a vegan or vegetarian is correct. And I do think that if you're a vegan or vegetarian and you're going out with your friends and they're going to Burger King, it's really nice to have an option that's not like lettuce with ketchup on it like i i'm totally down with those that fake meat stuff i think it's great if aaron took me to a vegan barbecue <laughs> and i am not a vegan i would be so fucking mad yeah. i mean it's it's, it's it's i just it's, it's it makes no sense to me it's like it's just, it's just it was right next door to be revolution you can sit on the patio they bring your vegan barbecue over it's tasty I mean, Aaron thinks his house is nice because he's next door to a really nice house. He's like, our house is so great. It's next door to the biggest house. Oh my God. It's so awesome. Rob, I got to know, are you more Minnesota? Would you be Minnesota nice about this? Or would you be New York upfront about it? If Aaron, you went out to visit Aaron in Oakland, you um, talked to his wife who you've never met because you weren't invited to his wedding and they decided to take you to a vegan barbecue place. Would you say something or be like, I don't want to go there. Would you just go and act like it was super good? I would happily go. I would happily go to a vegan place. I wouldn't say I would be, I would say this is so good. And then when I got on this podcast, I would drag Aaron's Happy Meal ass up and down Main Street for an hour and talk about what a shit show it was of all the places to go eat in the Bay Area. And Aaron takes me to a vegan barbecue, which just sounds like a joke. It sounds like a prank show. Like, oh, let's go to the vegan barbecue. Ha ha ha. You know, it's, it's, it's delicious. Danny Glover eats vegan barbecue right here in Oakland. Is this solely? Is this solely vegan? Is yes. that what we're talking about? There you go. Matt knows. Matt's looking it up. Uh, really solely guy. vegan is I'm the one so, that I'm so, old for you know, this shit. So the whole argument is that it's right next to this beer place, right? So we've got the National Giant Hamburgers and Great Pies, which is right next to the vegan place. <laughs> wait, a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, Ginza Japanese wait, sushi. Wait, wait, Matt. What was that place's name again? The first place. Nations Giant. Okay. Hamburgers and great pies. Okay, so why would you go anywhere else? That place sounds We've like a fucking rock. Japanese it's got sushi giant right burgers next door. And pies? We've got mosaic Greek and Turkish fast food next door. Across the street, we've got <clears> Buttercup. <throat> this sounds like a night. Well, what is this? Place? <laughs> I think oh, Buttercup is a place menu. where people go to meat hookers. If I T bone steak and eggs, turkey yes. patty and egg. Oh my! Belgian waffles, biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Wait, this is right across the street from the beer place. But they don't bring it right to you. You can sit right on the patio at Beer Rev and they bring you. I mean, I haven't been there for like Shrimp six years. Now. The only time on Black this, and same. The only time on this podcast where Matt gets <laughs> aggravated with Aaron is when he goes to bad restaurants. That that wakes Matt. It sets Matt, Matt, it sets Matt right off. Yes. You can't say vegan is good. I'm not. I, I stand by it. I mean, I haven't been there for a long time. But can I, you imagine you're you're eating fucking barbecue tofu and dandelion greens or whatever, right? With like a little bit of sauce on there. Yeah. And you look over and the place next to you is having giant hamburgers and pie. And you'd be like, huh? You'd be like, it'd be like when everyone else is out having fun and you're stuck inside, like sweeping. It'd be a real Cinderella moment. You're stuck with Aaron and you just realize like, oh, fuck. I, I would rather listen to this album for a whole year than be stuck watching somebody eat giant burger and pie. Two foods, by the way, I don't think go together. Like, I don't think anyone's ever had a burger that been like, I'm wondering if it's burgers and pizza pies. Let me look it up. Oh, Even no, that. It's pie. Yeah, it's definitely sweet pie. 
it's like it's sweet pie. Thing, it I've is. It's there. pie. Yeah, they've got oh, pumpkin yeah. pie. What kind of pie do you think yeah. goes with a burger? Maybe pumpkin. A savory Isn't that like pie? a diner sweet thing? Don't people, don't people go yeah. to diners and get a cherry pie? Burger yeah. and then pie at the end or something? No, or no? you yeah. can't have a burger and then pie. That's that's no good. Burger gets followed up with ice cream or something. There's it's pie is not the dessert after You can't a burger. just talk, go to ice cream every time, Rob. You brought this up numerous times in a row where you don't <laughs> like desserts, and then you just go right to ice cream every time. And every time I have ice cream, I'm like, this is so good, and I'm so lactose intolerant. It's worth it. <laughs> I saw a thing on TikTok where somebody took a brioche bun, put a oh, scoop oh, of ice Rob's cream in TikTok. it, and then put it in a waffle maker. And I woke my wife up and I showed her. She was so <laughs> mad at me. But it was worth it because I was like, hey. There's a chance. Get that waffle maker out. Let's put some ice cream sandwiches on there. All right. Let's get into everybody's favorite segment. Rolling going. Matt's still looking at the map. Matt, is there any more interesting segment? Not well, talking about the band. It's, 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 you know, it's like five bucks for some vegan barbecue, maybe. I'm trying to figure out what the price, how much you have to pay to get vegan barbecue. In all honesty, I swear, I trust Aaron. I would, I would let him take me out, but you just know, like, oh, I'm in for a real shit show. Like, I would, if I was visiting Aaron, I would have some sliders like in a bag in my pocket. That's wise. And I'd just take them out and kind of nibble on them and be like. Solely Vegan has probably been usurped by the Vegan Mob as the preeminent vegan barbecue place in Oakland. Vegan Mob is the place Danny Glover, Danny Glover likes. Briggs. Briggs. I'm getting too old for this shrimp. <laughs> I want good. some Satan yeah, rigs. <laughs> I better stop before I go you, off the You rails. would have to watch that, Rob. Your cholesterol might get dangerously low if you went out with Aaron for too long. <laughs> Be like, every heartbeat is moving this blood so well. I don't get lightheaded when I stand up or sit down. This is crazy. All right, rolling going. Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? Oh, it's going great. Going great. Thank you. Um, took a vacation last week with the family. We went to Washington State to the San Juan Island. Good idea to fly during COVID. I don't know, but we did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Two things while we were gone. Now they're all out in their garage together. They're yeah, all we're, staying all, in the we're tent. all quarantined together. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Got a bunch of rapid tests stocked up, so we're ready. Um, two things while we were gone. One, uh, finally finished um, my the first Toni Morrison book I've read. This one's called Jazz. It took me about six times checking it out on Russell's favorite app, Libby, but I finally finished it. Great book. Uh, highly recommend. It was much less linear than I expected. It was very esoteric. It took me a long time to get through it, but I did it. So I'm proud of myself and I'm telling you guys. Wow. What a strong recommendation. I had to check it out six times. It took me forever to get through it. Highly recommend. Celebrate my wins. The other thing I got to talk about is while we were in San Juan, we found a, uh, a San Juan Island. We found a place that would do picnics. Like you could order a, a picnic and they'd put it together for you. And they mm-hmm. said, call us order your picnic. It was a wine shop. You get sandwiches, whatever. So I called them. I said, Hey, want to order these two sandwiches plus the little uh, lunch box thing. And you know, this is my number. Could you please do that? They sent me a text in return. And I just want to tell you, if you call someone and they text you back, that is some hero stuff. Like I was out there trying to be like, do I need to answer my phone? Cause they're going to call me back. I left them a voicemail. They sent me a text. Shout out to text messaging. I did some research on the history of text messaging. This technology is actually fairly old, invented in like what eighty four, and then the first yeah, it was SMS invented was around sent oh I don't know the time of thirty two and the Nazis were sending. Uh, These are yeah. SMSs though. This is different from cellular. And then I think it wasn't until nineteen ninety nine or two thousand that messages could be sent between different networks. Uh, I still, you know, you guys know I love to text. I think it's a perfect form of communication. 
So shout out any restaurant that will text yeah. you back when you call them. I love it. What do you like to text? Well, that's the thing. Is like, here's the thing. Texting was around in 2000. We guys, we could have been sexting in college and we were not, we really missed the boat. Like that's all, it's all over. You couldn't have been sexting because you would have been texting the one person that has a cell phone. Remember people <laughs> in college when they had cell phones, we made fun of them. We're like, oh, so special you have a cell phone. There's no sexting. Plus they didn't have good cameras. Yeah. Right? Well, maybe that is good. Maybe that's what I need. Maybe I need some more blur. All this HD <laughs> camera stuff. No, thank. I just got a text from Rob talking about how great texting is. You guys know it. Texting is the highest form of human communication. Guys, I also got to give a shout out to the Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone, you know, it's making languages uh, translatable for so many years. God, that fucking rocks. Just like talk to each other. And I also got to give a big shout out to Cups and String. Like just being able to communicate across a great distance. Fucking rules. Carrier I, pigeon. Yeah. I will say sometimes when I'm bored in class, I'll just tell students that we used to have to pay money per text that you'd send. Right. And it would blow the, it blows their fucking mind every time. Like I just recently got unlimited data on my phone or like unlimited. Yeah. Unlimited data. It fucking changed my life. Like I don't right. give a shit anymore if I'm on a Wi-Fi or anything. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. I'll watch these videos or yeah. whatever. Maybe research <laughs> academic papers or whatever. And I don't need to be on the Wi-Fi where like somebody could trace it or whatever. You know, whatever the deal is, it's not a big deal. But I don't care because I'm not going to get a charge of like, you spent $100 because you were like live streaming drag bingo over your phone or something. <laughs> Worth it, by the way. I, I will ask this. Maybe a little dating advice. I'll piggyback off this. This is not rolling going for me, but what what do you guys think about use of emojis in texting? Or do you guys use emojis or oh, is well, that like a little yeah. kid thing? Or what are your thoughts about emojis? With I'm going to say, I'm going to say to that red 100. Okay. Yes. That's what Love I'm going to say. I'm going to say an emoji to you. <laughs> that's how big I, important I think it is. Emojis are perfect. They're the perfect way to say like a text. You're like, Oh, you do the open eye one where you're like, huh? Or you say something silly and it's the upside down face. Yeah. Right. Or you're like, hey, what's up? And then you send the eggplant water splash and peach emoji. I mean, they have so many uses. There's actually a lot of emojis that are used in dating apps. And a lot of them have these meanings that you don't I like. I've had to look up numerous times. What does X emoji mean or what does X emoji mean? There's <laughs> no, a lot of the X. The X like a secret language. What does the red stop sign mean? <laughs> what does this mean when they send me a picture of a police and then a pregnant woman? What is it? <laughs> and a bunch of money signs. Yeah. <laughs> what does but, it mean when it just says Russ and then uh, Santa Claus and then the eggplant and then a smiley face and the spurt. Yeah. I shouldn't say spurt. I'm sorry. I said spurt on the show. We can no more saying spurt, spurt officially. No more saying spurt. Thank you. So Russell, what were you saying? What, what's your, what's your, what are you saying with emojis? I was just asking, you think emojis are a good move to be texting as a 41 year old man or is it yes. emojis? So we're yes. going to see emojis and be like, what is this? I'm out. Well, the problem is, is you've got everybody who's over the age of about 66, 67, who doesn't use exclamation marks or doesn't have any sort of, um, you, you don't know what their, what their texts are supposed to be. So my mom sent her text like, Hey, you know, can you come over and do the laundry? And she just sends, <laughs> sure. You know, and it's like, Hey, you know, I don't know. Sometimes maybe she's excited to come over to the, right. la you know, long story short. but I think with the emojis, you finally, you, you've gotten rid of that, you know, like, what does this text mean kind of a thing? Yeah. Like, you know, there's smiley faces or sad faces or, you know, things like that, which has helped out the communication. That's true. Right. You can do tone with emojis, Matt. That's really smart. Speaking of texts from, from uh, the older generation, can I share a text I got from my aunt recently? Okay, sure. 
uh, you guys give terrible dating advice. And so my aunt tried to give me <laughs> terrible dating advice too. And I, I wanted to see what you guys would think mm, of it. We should have her on the show. So, so I get this text from my aunt and she's looking out for us doing very, very kind, very thoughtful, but she sent this. And I was like, this seems like a bad idea, but I wanted to see what you guys thought. She says, we'll just call this person, Sarah, that she's talking about. Or I All better right. not use Sarah. That's Matt's wife's name. We'll, we'll call her. Okay. Let's Janice. call her Rob. We'll call her Janice. Call Stephanie. Janice. All right. Ashley. Janice. Janice. The text says in all lowercase letters, of course, there's no <laughs> caps, no emojis, nothing. Dolores. <laughs> Janice at the hair salon is available. She's turning 40 in the spring. Never married. Mm-hmm. No children. Tall, slender, very nice looking and blonde. Lives by herself in a city. You could check her out by getting a haircut all spring for it. <laughs> So oh, my aunt essentially yes. told me you should go into this hair salon and get a haircut to check out this to person who out. my aunt found out is single. I did. I told you that I that I had a super attractive hairstylist when I lived in Vermont. Uh-huh. And I would go because it was like the greatest date of my life because she'd sit there. She would she's forced to talk to me. She touches me and like rubs my head. And then at the end, she's like, you look so good. And I'm like, this is the greatest date ever. So, so she, she tells me about this, this hairstylist who's single. I don't know. I don't know where this comes from, but then the next text again, all lowercase, no punctuation. (laughs) This one says, but use an alias. So she's like, go in there, but don't act like you're my nephew. Cause she obviously told the, the stylist about me, I think. Whoa. And then she says, she's also a Hawkeye fan. But how is this supposed to work? Uh, well, see, this is what I said, Matt. I responded. I'm like, this is a great text. Why do I need to use an alias? And I say, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. Like, why do I need to use an yeah, alias you're yelling. for this? You're wondering, yeah. but you're also yelling. <laughs> yes. And then, and then she says, no, just wait until the end of the haircut. And if you like her, fess up and tell her that I made you come in. <laughs> Yeah, start this relationship off by lying yes. right away. And then two that minutes works. later, she changes her mind and says, actually, no, you better use your name. I showed her a picture of you. She'll know it's yeah. you. Oh, I no. mean, that's the equivalent. <laughs> that would be the equivalent of like wearing a ski mask and then like chasing her to the car and then the end, taking off the mask and be like, I'm just Russ. It's, it's me. I was lying before. I'm not actually, I don't want your purse. I actually want to go out with you. Like you can't start the day by lying about a haircut. <laughs> So I wanted to see what what do you guys think? Is that grade A advice or is that uh, barbecue vegan advice? (laughs) (laughs) A scale of barbecue vegan to brisket. brisket. I'll give that a, yeah, some fried tofu with a little bit of uh, hot sauce on the side. Yeah, I would would love to get a free haircut, but the idea that you're going in like as a date, but only one of you knows it's a date, that seems fraught with danger. (laughs) And then you pop out of the cake like, it's me, it's us. That's like a step, literally is a step. My aunt, you know, my aunt, she told me. Yeah, Yeah. It's a step above like being in her bushes outside of her house and being like, this date is going very well for one of us. And, and then the best would be when at the end, because my aunt offered to pay for it, my aunt would have to come in and pay for the haircut. So at least I wouldn't have to pay for that date, right? Oh my God, she's oh, going to hey. be there at the end. Like your aunt is going to physically come in the store <laughs> at the end and be like, don't worry, Russell, I've got this. Would your aunt show up, Russ? Would she be sitting out in the parking lot like with binoculars looking in to see how oh, it's going? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not aware. It seems like a, a, a way to make the plan go even better that it's right. It's when already she says going, she's right? going to pay for it, is that she's going to like give you cash and then you get to pay for it? Or she's going to show up at the end of the haircut and be like, I'm here to pay for Russell's haircut because I think both are excellent. 
Well, if she's reimbursing me, that doesn't sound so bad. But if she did just stroll in and like paid for it while I sat so they're asking for pennies for the gumball machine, that wouldn't look very good. It's too bad she doesn't know a prostitute. Because the same thing could happen and it could be way more fun. Instead, all you're good is a haircut. Like Scalp massage. Yeah, Any other professions know. she could hook you up with? Yeah. I mean, you'd still have the apron and the chair, but you know, the rest would be very different. And the hot cream. Uh, can I put this hot shaving cream on the back of your neck, please? Uh, it would be a date, though, Russell, where they would they would be guaranteed not to walk out probably halfway through. <laughs> like, it's a bad sign when your hair size is like, I have to go to the bathroom. And you see him driving away in the car and then you're like, wait a minute, yeah. oh no. You only got half a haircut. So the, yeah. Then what do you do? Yeah, when they finish the haircut, like if I fessed up halfway through, like I think it's going well, I'm like, hey, it's me. This person's yeah. nephew, Russ. What and like, is she hair? just going to finish well. the haircut and be like, oh, what a fun date? Did I ever tell you guys about the super bad haircut I got in New Orleans? Yeah. I texted you guys about that. Do you remember that? Yeah. Did I tell the story on the podcast? still have now, isn't it? Uh, uh, yeah, not now because I grew it long because I was hoping to grow a mullet for my next meet. But <laughs> that was the one where she uh, she shaved my back down like a foot down. And so it looked like I had a windshield wiper take off the hair on like the middle part of my back that she could reach under my shirt. It was wild. Did I tell the story on the air? Wasn't no, there a I cocktail involved? With so this yeah, so I went haircut? into I went into I, I love getting haircuts when I'm traveling. It's one of my favorite things to do. I think it's so fun. But I went to New Orleans and the lady was like, Oh, okay. Well, um, you can come back in a half hour and I'm just the secretary. And then I said, okay. And she goes, no, just kidding. I'm the hairstylist. Come on in. What drink do you want? And I was like, a hurricane. Oh. Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't know. Why don't you just make me one? Surprise me. And she, so she goes, okay. So she makes me a tequila and, uh, tequila and ginger ale. <laughs> And right away, I should have so been like, weird. okay, this is a problem. This is a big time problem. It's not good. So she says, and and I think this might have been my other mistake. She goes, what haircut do you want? And I said, I don't know. Just surprise me. Like, I think it'll be fun. Did she pull out a book? And be like, no. Take number six. So she goes, okay. And she whips me around so I'm not facing the mirror. Oh, she boy. starts cutting my oh, hair, right? Boy. So she's cutting my hair, cutting my hair, cutting my hair. And she's like, got the razor blade out and she's doing the whole thing. And it turns out she gave me like a skin fade with a, a hard part, which I really, really liked, although it, it, my curly hair goes back in too much. But then at the end, she was doing my eyebrows, right? And she had a razor out and she was doing my eyebrows and she laughed at a joke I said. And then she goes, oh no. And I was like, wait, <laughs> yes. what? What do you mean? Oh no. And one of my eyebrows was like a half inch shorter than the other one. So it permanently looked like I was questioning what everybody said. I was like, I was like, oh, really? I will never forget this photo. I remember Rob sending us the picture of this. When, oh, because I, yeah, because I let up with seen. like all these texts and I finally sent the picture. And it was a, it was an absolute, I actually, I mean, I look like I should have been carrying torches in some parade somewhere, but it, it, oh. it, it was a, it was a good look for me. I thought. <laughs> So Russell, are you going to go through with this uh, hairstylist date? I don't know. I think we got to get the plan a little, a little more figured out. I, I don't think I can go in and just do the surprise. It's me, nephew Russ. I think I, I think I have to have a better plan. To <laughs> it's me, nephew Russ. Uh, is there any good surprise to get at a barber shop? I don't think so. I think any surprise at a barber, any surprise at the hairstyle place is very bad. Uh, rolling, going, Matt. How's it going with you? Well, Rosie, did we finish up? Did we get? Did we get I'm good. Everything? Yeah, that was it. That was my. That <laughs> yeah, was, we got that was the extent of my rolling going. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It, it goes like this. Rosie says something, we get mad at him, and then I don't remember what his rolling going was this time. I still right. think it's about we just vegan barbecue. It. We just hijacked it and took off. But that's all right. It was Tony good. Morrison jazz, and it was shout out to text messaging, and now Matt, it's to you. Oh yeah, that's right. 
we talked. We just talked about text messaging. My aunt text messaging me. That's yeah, right. Okay, now we're. I, I got there. I, we took that road. Yeah. All right. Um, good. It's been a while since we've talked. It's true. And you know, right after we recorded the last episode, um, Green Day, Weezer, and Fallout Boy yes. came into town. Wow. To Minneapolis, lineup. and I cannot believe how good Weezer is as like a live show. And I think they're completely underrated. I don't know. Russell, you were there, you know, we, we were there together. We went and saw, you know, the show. We didn't sit together, but we were there together and we comment on it. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was unbelievably, I, I, I just, I've got this, this theory that if you've been around for 20 years as a band, and like still putting out albums. Yeah. You know, but like, just round number of 20, they've been around for 30, mm-hmm. you know, like you're just, you're going to put on a good show no matter what you do. Right. I mean, you're just, you're professional musicians. You've been around the block, you know, what's going on. Somehow you've got some staying power. So I can't believe how great they were live. Fallout boy. I, it's one of those things where I'm like, what, who that, I don't, I don't know these people, you know, mm-hmm. who they are or anything like that. But then I knew 80% of the songs when I was there Absolutely. and they were un- <laughs> unbelievable, you know, again, yeah. Whoever their lead singer is, and I should have looked it up before the show, but again, I'm pretty darn tired tonight, guys. So I'm just not kind of mailing it in, <laughs> you know, but he, he's, he's gotta be one of the, up there for one of the best vocalists that's out there right now. I don't know if Rosie, if you've ever heard of him or what he's got going yeah, on. Yeah, but- no, he's good. Uh, shit. This is not going to make for good, good podcasting material, but he's done a couple of guest spots <laughs> with, um, my, maybe with like 100 Gex or like one of these, my brother's going to call in again about this one, but. Yeah, I think his name's Pete. Can't remember the last name, but he's a great singer. And yeah, super great voice. Russell, Russell, I'm just going to interrupt real quick. Russell, what, what in right now, when you're thinking of what 100 Gex is, what do you think that is? Just by context clues, I want you to guess what 100 Gex is. 100 Gex? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it could be a club. It could be a podcast. It could be a newsletter from a cult. I have no idea what 100 Gex is. It sounds like something I did my sophomore year of college I think, on a dare. I think they're an electronica band. Matt's okay. looking it up now. Matt's going to figure it out. So now there is like on an Matt's album. Okay, keep, keep going, Matt. Keep going. Uh, but, then, but then Green Day came up. I couldn't wait to see Green Day. And I was so excited to see Green Day. But the whole damn show was nothing but Billy Joe Armstrong, whatever his name is just trying to pump the crowd up the whole time, you know, doing these callbacks all the time. Can I hear you? Let me hear you cry. Let me hear you. You know, Ayo, if they just, Ayo, yeah. that type of stuff. And right? if they would have just what? played their song, but it got, it was over the top and I just want them to play their songs. Cause when they played their songs, they were so good, but it was 90% of the in-between songs was him trying to get the crowd. And he'd do this thing where he'd like stand back and like, you know, like the Hulk Hogan, like, Oh, can I hear you? And then he, hey, he did this hand pump thing all the time. And I'm like, what? Why does he need to do this? Just he doesn't need the to songs. do this kind of a thing. And so it just absolutely turned me off. I don't know. Oh, Russell, you sucks. were there. Did you have any other uh, takes on it? My thoughts, my kind of going through them from beginning to end. I thought Weezer was fantastic too, but I do think Weezer had to be the opening act for that show. Yep. I yep. think the Green Day and Fall Out Boy, they're so, they're faster it's louder. There's a different energy that came with yeah. them than Weezer. So I think Weezer had to go first, but I thought Weezer was really good. Fallout Boy, I had a lot of fun with, like you were saying, Matt, I don't know their music, but when they started singing, I'm like, I know this song. I know this song. And they're fun songs to sing along with, too. And that singer was, the lead guy was really good. 
But I had a ton of fun at Green Day, Matt. Maybe I didn't notice all the callback stuff. Admittedly, I did have a few cocktails that night, so I was probably yes. like primed what? for enjoying Green Day. Excuse but- me, do you have any red wine and hot chocolate? <laughs> no? Okay, what about tang Jerry and gin and then bitters. put some maple syrup in there because I don't have any simple syrup. Hey, I, no? I've, got, I've got molasses for something tonight. Just <laughs> oh, is it blackstrap molasses? I'll have to go get it. I don't know. Yes. No, he's got to go heat it up. Please go heat it Green up. Green Day is one of my, have I told the story in the podcast about my celebrity sighting with Green Day that I ate dinner no. with them once? I never told what? the story. Yeah, no. you, you have once or twice. Yeah, go you're at the Green Day is an East spot. Bay, California band. And one night I was out for dinner with my wife and her family who happened to be visiting. We were at this Italian restaurant in Berkeley, sort of unassuming. And there was a big, long table set up next to us, like with its back to me. We were like, it was, you know, we were there eating dinner. The table was empty and, you know, pretty soon it kind of starts to file in. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure that's like, is it Mike Durst? Who's the basis for Green Dirt. Day? Dirt. Dirt. Yeah, I was like, Man, I'm pretty sure that's, you know, that might be the basis for Green Day. Pretty soon they're going to another guy. That's another such guy a comes bull in. that you recognize that. That's crazy. And then Billy Joe Armstrong sits down. Green Day was there with all of their families sitting within like back to back of me. So they were, and they now, were just Aaron. like guys out for dinner with their family. If you had a time machine, I'm going to ask you to do this, okay? And will you promise that you'll do this if you get a time machine? I will. Yeah, I promise. You get, you go up to him, you get your bottle of red or white or whatever, whatever wine you have, and you go, uh, excuse me, do you guys have the time to listen to this wine? <laughs> <laughs> See, I should have texted you at the time, Rob. I didn't, it's, I froze. So, I didn't know what to say. They would, they would love that. The one realization uh, I really had right. during the concert was, Concerts are so much more fun than going to sporting events. At sporting events, you sit there, you're waiting in between plays, you're waiting in between timeouts, um, your team's losing half the time, you're not having fun <laughs> half the time. When you go to a concert, it is so much fun to watch people get into the music, yeah. to get into the music, to have fun. Like There's never a part where you're like agonizing over it. I guess if you go to a bad concert or if you're not liking what they're playing, but it is so much more. It's like three hours of nonstop fun, whereas if you go to a sporting event, it's 50-50 whether you're even going to have a good time. Green Day is sitting there in the restaurant. They, suddenly they see a, a sudden electric flash and a machine appears and the door comes down. And Aaron steps out and says, well, I guess now is when you come around. Well, I'm jealous that you guys are going to a concert and you guys got to saw each, see each I was other. I say there's some sort of American idiot joke in there somewhere, but I don't know. <laughs> well, well, you made it. That's it. You made the joke. <laughs> Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Uh, I had a fun weekend this weekend. I actually went to Aaron's hometown of right next to Ankeny, essentially Des Moines, Iowa this weekend for a family gathering. So I was oh, in Des Moines, yes. the home of Aaron. And so I uh, texted you guys a few pictures of my trip because we all love text messaging. Yeah, and so I, I sent you guys a few pictures of my trip, but, I, but every time we—that's a weird thing—is that see, every time we send a text, I was wondering why Aaron would always go, "Wow," and I thought he was responding to the to what's in the message. He's just responding to the text. He's like, "Wow, yeah. this is great." We're like, Aaron, I, I can't do a podcast record. Uh, one of my kids is so sick, and he's like, "Wow, wow can you believe this? Amazing!" <laughs> well, you'll like this one. So the first one I did is I, I went to the family reunion. Sat there, made the small talk with everyone, and, and then I left and I decided I'm going to stay in downtown Des Moines tonight <laughs> just to see if I can find something fun. And, and you so can I start in downtown wa- Des Moines any, any night of the week. So I start walking down. <laughs> you can. So I should have texted you that, I guess, huh? <laughs> um, but I started walking down kind of the main street and they had a, they had a couple blocks blocked off by all these bars. And there was a Kiss tribute band playing in the middle of d- d- downtown Des Moines. <laughs> And, it, and it's funny 
I yes. I texted Aaron sent me uh, Little Rosie's number so I could ask his brother Little Rosie where should I go in Des Moines because his brother right. still lives in the area. So Little why Rosie, do they call him Little. I don't know why they call him <laughs> Little Rosie, Matt. Do you? My brother is the unofficial mayor of Des Moines. If you need to know something about Des Moines, he is your man. But when I told him that a Kiss tribute band was in Des Moines, he said, yes, a Kiss tribute band in downtown is very on brand for Des Moines. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. So, so this is a band that yeah. plays Kiss songs. And they're all dressed up like Kiss. They're no. all dressed up like Gene Simmons and, and the, all they the band. The they have the full get up on. Yeah, the is it full like get up. customized Peter face Chris. paint or is one of them the cat and, and one of them's the star and one of them's the... Yeah, they all look like they were supposed to look. I, I At one point, I, again, I'd had a few drinks at this event too but I, <laughs> what I, yeah. I excuse me do you have any scrumptious baileys to put in this drink please? <laughs> <laughs> cash only for that they said <laughs> but they, i started wondering wait is this a kiss tribute band or is this really kiss <laughs> <laughs> because the drum says kiss it's not like their band is called something else it everything says kiss it looks like it, everything is set up as a kiss concert Man. Find out a Kiss band that played in Des Moines. We got to get the name of the band. Because if it's not like Rock and Roll All Night or Kissed, that would be a good Kiss tribute band yeah, name. Because usually usually these bands play on some sort of song or right. something that, you know, you can identify the band as a tribute band through that name. But okay, I'll look. I'll but that's up. great if the drum kit literally just says Kiss. Like, yeah, it did. Do you think it's like this podcast where it seemed like a great idea when they started and then like a little bit in, you're really fucking sick of everybody else and having to put on the makeup and do That's all that shit? That's what I wanted and just to ask you guys is, it's like, who the fuck are these guys? Like every day when they're in their apartment in Des Moines and they're like, oh, I've got to go put on my my Gene Simmons. Is that the main guy, Gene Simmons? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. I got to put so. on my whole Gene Simmons up, up, you know, once a week for 52 weeks a year. I've got to put on that get up. It, it, it kind of makes you wonder what the hell you're doing with your life, right? Yeah, I don't know though, but if you were in a Kiss band and you were playing I Want to Rock and Roll All Night, that song's a fucking jam. Like, People if you went if, nuts yeah. for it. It was yeah, crazy. It was course, awesome. Because it's like, yeah, I do want to fucking rock and roll all night and I want to party every day. Every day. Okay. And I want to do both those things. And this band is telling me that I can do that. I don't care if it's, you know, if it's my neighbor Roy and I saw him get ready for this three hours early and then have to take an Uber and Kiss makeup. Why are you watching your neighbor put his makeup on, Rob? We're on a half date. It's this thing that I learned about from, uh, Russell's aunt. I watch people say we're on a date, and I don't tell them. I don't tell them until later. But I don't know if this is a Kiss song, or is it Ace Frehley, or who, one of one of the band members? It might be a solo song from one of them. But the, the song I heard playing when I came up is my favorite Kiss song. It's back in the New York groove. You guys know that song? No, I don't know that one. That's you know, the one that goes back in the New York groove. Yes, man, it was so good. I enjoyed yeah, I it. So I saw a Kiss, a Kiss tribute band, and I thought it was super cool. That's your it. favorite Kiss song is back in the New York group. It's playing in the background. It's not a normal Kiss song. That's great. You like hey, that, but Aaron, you like that better than Detroit Rock, Rock City? Yeah. Deuce? <laughs> I mean, oh, God, Aaron gets a video on a text. It's going to blow his fucking mind. He, this is the guy that texted us a picture of birds and said, can you believe this? And I realize now he's talking about the text. Yeah. He didn't even think amazing. about the birds. I took a picture on my phone. I sent it to you. You got it on your phone all the way across the country. That's incredible. And you were like, is this big or not? And I was like, well, get a shampoo bottle. I can tell you that. I'm like, I don't know. And then you use a travel size shampoo bottle. That didn't help. Although think about it. Travel size shampoo bottle. Your dog's going to look huge. Russell, have you done that? That's a great idea. That's a Lord of the Rings shit. That's what so I'm talking about. Sex with my stuff next to a travel size shampoo? Yes. Where it looks like a regular size bottle. It's like Shaq holding like cans of soda, you know, where the, the soda looks small. 
travel size shampoo. And then you're like, oh. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so smart. <laughs> Matt, did you find the name of the band? It looks like the band is called The Psycho Circus, which I think Psycho Circus was a name. Album. It was an album. Yeah, like they, yeah, album. they must Psycho have gone to the Kiss tribute band names late. They didn't have, yeah. they couldn't get any of the good ones. So I'm trying to find, it looks like the band is trying, they've got uh, job ad postings out there. So oh, you yeah. can work for The Psycho Circus, oh, but I can't find go. what the job this is. Can but. you, Matt, can you just look up some Kiss? Uh, cover band names and let's see which come up with a top three list of no, his cover band I names. I don't want that search history in my on my computer. <laughs> you guys do that. You coward. <laughs> Your work is going to be like, excuse me, are you looking at Kiss cover bands? You're like, yeah. no. And I, and I, if I have to admit that, oh man. Bad so, day. so there were two musical experiences. The second one was, as you guys know, when I travel, I got to try to find a cool restaurant to check out and, and Des Moines could be no different. I had to find find a cool restaurant. So I was searching for best brunch places in Des Moines and one spot kept popping up over and over in every search. And it was this place called eggs and jam. And it turns out this is a nineties hip hop themed brunch spot. No, so all of the, wow. the, 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 all of the music what? is nineties hip hop. The yes. wall is, is painted kind of like, I don't know. What would you say? Like a run DMC cover or something like kind of mm. like a graffiti art all over the walls. And then each of the each of the menu items, whether it was a drink or the food, had like a cool '90s hip hop song name. So I thought I could share some of those uh, dishes with you guys, so you Ooh, could yeah. check out the names. Now, if you ask them um, how they got some of the vegetables there, would they say, "This is how we grew it"? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you should get a job there, Rob. You can. Oh give my them, god! Give if you maybe bang. wanted a late, you wanted a late afternoon uh, snack. This is how we stew it. <laughs> Ooh, Matt. You eat stew for a snack? <laughs> yeah, listen. He's a pretty boy. <laughs> but but what is Sorry, those... kids. Snack time. Time to snack. He just pulls out this hot pot, his crock pot. Or, you know, if, stew, you're at the, like... if you're at the vegan spot and you want to get a beer next door, this yeah. is how we brew it. Yes. Coming in with a harmony there. Choose any number of Vikings playoff games, and you could say, "This is how they blew it." Yes. <laughs> now, what does that have to do with the restaurant? That doesn't make sense, Aaron. That's just hurtful. What you said. I see, I'm just trying to get you wound up. All right. Some of the things Too on far, the menu Rosie. that we haven't touched on. I'll start with the drinks. One of the drinks that I got was called the Chronic Mango yes. Mango Pineapple Vodka and Pineapple Cider, and it was really Ooh, good. Another a good. mystical margarita. If you're a margarita person, you can get a mystical margarita. Some other things on the menu that were pretty cool names. You can't touch this was egg rolls and chorizo. Back that taco up. They had breakfast tacos named Back That Taco. Yes. Up. They had they had a whole section of the menu featuring Sean Puff Daddy Combs. They had five items all about what? Puff Daddy. They had bad boy He's biscuits. Like late Did they the have Diddy, Puffy Sean Combs? They had all these things about Puff Daddy. Oh, I thought there was going to be like breakfast food and it was pea gritties. <laughs> My family's been telling me about eggs and jam for so long, and I've I've never been there. I'm so oh. jealous. Russell's been to eggs and jam, and I have not. Russell is a better Iowan than I am. And I, the, the I'm, one that's going to really make it. you mad, Aaron. I didn't get this, but this was the coolest name on the menu: the Toast Face Killer. Oh, yes. That would have been mine. I, I would have had to order that. No question. That's what I'd have to order. Uh, oh, excuse me. So can good. I have some extra cream? Cash rolls everything around me for my coffee. Right? <laughs> can I get some nutmeg on there? So yeah, I would excuse highly me, recommend. I'm going to heat up this wire and stick it up your ass. Tie you to the bedpost. <laughs> oh, is it not that part of the 90s hip hop? My bad. 
<laughs> so I have to recommend if anyone does go through the state of Iowa and they decide they need a cool brunch spot, you have to check out Eggs and Jam. It was really cool. It'd be tough, though, because you'd also want to call it too legit to grit, like for your grits. So you have a lot of options there with grits. That's going to be tough. It was funny, though, Rob. You'll laugh at this. They actually ran out of potatoes. I've never been to a brunch spot before. Oh, no. And it was after I ordered. And so, it didn't, so it, it didn't impact me anyways. But I watched them go up to like eight people after I was started eating or whatever. And they were like, the lady would just go, we're out of potatoes. You oh, have to choose sad. between toast, oh, no. or, toast or fruit. Oof, breakfast with no potatoes. Oh. That's rough. That's really rough. And I was going to order the potato skins and juice. Ooh. <laughs> That's pretty. Good. That's pretty good. I was thinking so hard of a potato. I was going to say I got potatoes in different area codes. Jeez <laughs> <Yes. laughs> up, potatoes down. I got potatoes. Yes. I got potatoes. I love the potatoes. <laughs> I want to think of a joke so bad, but it's going to ruin whatever you guys are doing. So I'm going to skip it. Uh, okay. Uh, Rolling going. How's it going with you, Rob? Well, I'll tell you what. I was just, it was just Jenny's birthday. Okay. This time oh. she made her own cake. Okay. And bought, oh God, did she? No, I had my kids buy the Not candles. Not store bought? No. So I God. took her, I took her to a spa. I got a spa day where we went and stayed at a spa hotel overnight over in New Jersey. The other thing was, is that this forced us to eat three meals in the spa. Now this was a spa where you could not wear shoes. And when you walked around, you had to wear your robe and like a swimsuit underneath. Right. So I went to various meals and I'm just going to tell you right now, one of the meals I ordered a spicy pizza. Yeah. <laughs> because this place is like five floors. It's like, this is the sauna floor. This is the hot tub floor. This is the infinity pool. This is the, you know, the massage floor or whatever. If you're going to have a spicy pizza and then go sit in a hot tub, you are a brave man. I, am I a hero? Kind of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't easy, but I know I found out the hard way that one of the worst parts of a spa with food in it, is that when you're eating and you spill pizza sauce on your white robe, there's absolutely no. nothing you can do about that. And you can't stick hide. out for the rest of the time as you're you walking around hide. as a guy with pizza sauce <laughs> on his robe. <laughs> eating in a restaurant where you have a robe on and no shoes and everyone else is doing the same is so bizarre. It's like being in your house, but there's just tons of other people there. It's 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 it's, it's crazy. Hey, if this if this band we're covering were featured at that '90s restaurant and the food wasn't very good, the the dish would be called the bland. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and when they clean up your table, they bring over that rag mama rag. Yeah, or if it took too long, they'd call it the wait. <laughs> not on this album unfortunately uh the other thing is being at a spa by the way and you're walking around after being you just go sit in various hot tubs right in saunas you just hop you just hop from one yeah. to the other and like yep exactly and then i'd go they had a cold plunge so i'd have oh, a sauna the and best. then they had a seven foot deep pool that was like 60 oh, degrees that you jump into it was awesome. awesome did you yeah. sit in any hot tubs with other people or just with your oh wife? yeah tons Oh, yeah. No, tons of other people. It was tons packed, just people. like everything else around the New York City area. It's, I don't know. It's always it's, packed. Sitting in a hot tub with strangers sounds weird to me. I'm out. And I'll tell you what. Men's bathroom, empty. empty. <laughs> I w well, I never went into it, but I'm pretty sure it was empty. I never saw anybody else go into it. I'm guessing it was empty. A guy I was with is like, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, God, that didn't even occur to me to ask where the bathrooms are. At this spot. Like, I'm, I'm just in, a hot tub. in the hot tub. Yeah, but I just, I'm just, just going down. I'm just picturing all these people eating all this pizza and fried food, and then everybody kind of spilling all of themselves. <laughs> oh, and yeah. you're just going to go sit in a hot tub and just yeah. And, what could possibly go wrong? Right. Yeah. It's like Pizza so the Hut in Spaceballs. 
And then for two days, I did this. Two days. It's a lot of spot time. And I'm walking around in a wet swimsuit. <laughs> I came home. My taint area looks like cotton candy that has water on part of it. You know when you take a bite of cotton candy and it's like the pink pink in the middle and then like light pink? That's my taint. It looks just like that. It's torn up from the floor up. How are you looking? Why are you looking How do you at your taint? How are you looking like? at you your taint? mirror down there? Oh, okay. Oh, I just won't. Oh, you're going to body shame me now. You get like okay, the mirror down there stuff. like you're doing like the taint monologues. Yeah, that's, like that's I'm, what I um, wanted to know. Looking at my taint. Oh, no. I just love to have a burning cracking sensation and not know what's going on in my taint area. I could be good. I could be folding inside out. I could be folding. It <laughs> could be bad. That is true. Okay, Aaron, enough of that talk. <laughs> Disgusting. Let's talk about this album. It's nobody's favorite part of the show where I talk about. Fortunately, we're not talking about music from Big Pink after all that taint talk. <laughs> Yeah, this is the Brown album. Oh my god, I'm almost passed out of If that restaurant featured steaks, you would order the big pink, wouldn't you, Aaron? Yeah, all day. Yes. So we are talking about the band. This is the band, and the album is the band, but we're gonna call it's called the Brown album, kind of colloquially. Um, this is their second album after music from the big pink. This is a mostly Canadian band that kind of got famous as Bob Dylan's first backup band when he went electric. They're also featured in the movie, the last waltz, um, where it talks about their last concert with the uh, Levon Helms. And basically, uh, music from the big pink was kind of like a response to psychedelic experimental rock by really just kind of melding rock and roll and kind of folksy country type sound. And they, they, they said it's like it's like going to hear a country band, but the rhythm section is playing for Stax or Motown. That's how a lot of people described it. I don't know if I quite heard that listening to this album, but people, what I learned about researching for this album, people fucking loved the band. Like more than I realized, they love these guys. It's crazy. Right. I don't get why they're singing about the Southern United States so much when most of these guys were Canadian. It doesn't make any sense Sell to me. Sell albums. Sell albums. Cause they, but they, they yeah. go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, you know, I ultimately think of them, and we can get to this later. I don't want to hijack your thing here, but I mean, they're, they're like a Southern rock group, and that was their inspiration for a lot of what they were going for. And so, yeah, you know, if you're going to, they didn't want to be known as Canadians. They didn't want people, they wanted people to think of them as a Southern rock group. So they started singing about those places so that they kind of were faking it to make it, if you will. But that's, oh. that's, that's like being in a Kiss cover band. It's so strange. And then they were I mean, embraced it's almost exactly the, the same idea. I mean, Drive by Truckers, who are a Southern rock band who I love, sang about this band. They they were embraced by that yeah. that culture. This this is the second band to be put on the cover of Time Magazine after the Beatles. This is the other band that made the cover back. Then. I have no it, idea. I mean, it's crazy. Like. I could not pick a single one of these guys out of a lineup. Get Across it. the Great Divide, about coming home to an upset wife. It is? I don't know what any of these songs are about. I listened to this album so many times this week, I couldn't tell you what any of these songs are about. Matt, what do you think of this as an opener? I mean, I think it it sets up what what they are. I mean, they're kind of a little funky. They're kind of a little rocky. Kind of a little, you just can't peg them. You know, and I think that's why I like them. They've got piano. Mm -hmm. They've got a couple of singers. They've got some good singers. You know, so I don't know. I think as a starter, you, you know what this band is right away. What this group is. What this album is. So Aaron, almost every one of these songs is telling a story about somebody living in like the 1800s. Oh, okay. Before man, they had text messages, or actually, that was when text messaging started. A lot of see people if there's no text messages. I'm not interested. Like, can you imagine a Pony Express comes to Aaron's little covered wagon? He's like, "Holy shit!" Right, I'd go nuts. I would, I would <laughs> kiss that guy right in the mouth. Thank you for your message. <laughs> All right, two but guys, 
Let's fire up the tuba. Boom. Rag Mama Rag. Ooh, yeah. Boom. Whenever Rob hears that tuba, he starts thinking of Jenny cheating and the, the tuba player playing in the background, right? <laughs> this song bangs. This is my favorite song on the album. I loved it when we covered it on the list before. I loved when I heard it months ago when we started the quest. I, I can't get enough of this song. This felt like Aaron Copeland. Like, they're just doing, like, Americana and just taking it from the whole the whole gamut of American music. I read I read that Rag Mama Rag they all kind of played different instruments than what they normally played. So Levon Helm I think uh, played the mandolin. A guy played a fiddle. They all switched up instruments and played different things. It made me start wondering what if we switched it up one night and we all played different roles. What if Matt was the main host? What if Aaron was? Oh, I'll mm. play the I'll play the vegan loving uh, hippie <laughs> out. <laughs> wow, you would play me. <laughs> I'll play the dumb. I'll play the dumb shit that none of us like, and that we text behind his back all the time. Which one of us is? Oh that? man! Wait, wait a minute. We don't need to, to talk about which one of you that is. <laughs> oh. I've got three wait. separate text chains going where we just rag on that third person. <laughs> we Fuck rag this mama guy. rag all over him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and this probably the most famous song on the album, "The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down." This is Levon Helms on the uh, vocals, which there is a good. Uh, documentary out about his life he looks completely different than he did he, he lived a hard life by the way i keep saying levon helms like ed helms is but he I think the it's just one levon that the elton john song is about this is possibly a dumb yeah. question okay it is i looked that up today and i listened to levon one of my favorite elton john songs of all time right. it's written about him but then what's the song came out like what's four years ago it's called it's called levon, called levon. Yeah, it's called Pinball Wizard. It's about as much as <laughs> By the way, I originally I thought Pinball Wizard was an Elton John song for so long because I had this greatest hits. Elton CDs. John's in Tommy, I think, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure he's in, he, in the movie. It's an honest mistake, Rob. Yeah. Rob's right. Um, so here's the deal is that the night they drove old Dixie down, after that final concert that was in the last waltz, Levon Helm never played that song again. And it wasn't because of a songwriting problem. A lot of people think it's because he hated the person whose version got up to the highest on the charts. And that's Joan Baez got all the way up to number three with her version of The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. Pretty good. And for some reason, he was so mad about this that he never wanted to play it again. Honestly, okay, I'm going to... I know we don't rip on stuff, but this sounds like a bad church choir singing the song compared to the band's version of it, in my opinion. Oh, so. yeah. It, it's, it's very, it's very corny. It's pretty square, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I could imagine, like, if somebody else, can you imagine if somebody else came out with the same podcast we're doing, right? Same like bits, same like little segments, and then they just got way more popular. Like they become one of the most popular podcasts in the United States. You would be like, "What the fuck?" Like, <laughs> they'd be so mad in your face, Seth Meyers' brother. In your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not sure if that's actually his brother. Uh, when you awake. I used to think it was so funny to wake up my dad by just peeling back an eyelid. I thought it was so funny because you'd see that eye like roll from up to look at you. God, I think if my, my kids, kids did that to me right now, I, I might be in jail for like punching them in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. They've done that to me. And it's one of the most miserable right. ways to wake up of somebody jamming their finger into your eye and then forcing you to look at them and like... 
just so this terrible. album came out in 1969. How much of this is where, where does Randy nice. Newman's career fit into this? Because so much of this sounds like Randy Newman to me. I don't know who came first. Anybody know? Can you imagine if Austin Power saw Randy Newman? <laughs> Randy Newman, baby. Yeah, you are Randy. Was- you're talking about short people, Randy. Yeah, you're Randy Newman. What? Do I make you horny, Randy Newman? That's the, that's the worst Austin Powers voice I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. When did Austin Powers get German? I don't understand. <laughs> What's going on? Do I make you horny, Randy Newman? Well, it looks like Randy Newman was like 17 in 1968 when he made his first album. So this was. This stuff was probably before, like so he's probably listening to this. Yeah, yeah. He was so Randy. Yeah, I mean, it just it sounds to me like 17. one influenced the other, and I didn't know what the chronology was. Thank you, Matt, for your taking my comment seriously. <laughs> what? Excuse me, that feels like another shot at me. <laughs> this is why one of you is the what? dumb shit no. that nobody likes. Rob, no, of course, <sighs> but never. And I don't get it because all I did today, I was so nice to Aaron. All I did is I wrote one song where I called him a fucking moron about five times. Okay. And then he has the audacity to say that something I said wasn't on topic. Audacity. Outrageous. <laughs> all right. Speaking of great songs, up on Cripple Creek. Oh, I love this group. Got up to top 25 on the Hot 100. You like this one, Aaron? Yeah. It's a great groove. This is the one that reminds me of Rufus. This is the one that's like, to me, R&B, kind of chunky. The bass is doing its thing. The keys are doing their thing. They just lay it down and it sounds great. I want you to listen to the organ back there now. Yes. I, I thought of Russell. Every time now I hear an electric piano or something, I think of Russell automatically. I've been, I've been Pavlovian trained. This is a clavinet with a wah-wah pedal. It's the first example of it. Ooh. Oh, cool. And some people think that this is the inspiration for Stevie Wonder's famous superstition opener where he's playing the exact same thing. I can hear it. So the band gets credit for Stevie Wonder. Guys, this is the most influential band of all time. I'm having a, I'm having a cocktail on side Ave with this one. It's called a crippled Creek cocktail. It's weirdly Ooh. satisfying, Ooh. smoky, savory cocktail. Here's what's in it, guys. If it doesn't have ripple in it, I'll be so mad. Three and a third slices of cucumbers, one reserved for garnish, bourbon, lemon juice, Pomegranate molasses. Oh, I syrup, and Dijon mustard. It's a drunkard's dream if I ever did see one. <laughs> lordy, 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 lo. <laughs> Why three and a third slices? Why Nailed not three? Russell. Why not four? Why three oh. and a third? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I so don't it's really kind of a, like a sweet Uh-oh. pickle, kind of a corn bourbon kind of. Uh, it looks nice. Let's Russell. see. Let's count the cucumbers. Man, I count the cucumbers in there. Did you say there's okay. hyssop in there? What was the one right before the mustard? Pomegranate molasses and cane syrup. I did nah. not have cane syrup. I was going to say. And I did not I, have I, pomegranate molasses. <laughs> but wow. I did go to the store and I got regular molasses and <laughs> pomegranate juice. And oh, I figured yeah, that would get the great. same thing accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't it work? I got pomegranate molasses in the fridge right now. I could have sent you some, Russell. I think this is Rob's new favorite bit of the whole podcast is listening to Russell's awesome drinks and then how he has to modify it based on the, <laughs> what he's got. Russ, I don't he's, blame you. I do the exact same thing. It's just those snobby New Yorkers who've got all those cool bars out it's, there. I just think it's so, because it sounds like Russell's a college kid who's like, okay, going to make a margarita. <laughs> all I've got is vodka and lemonade. Okay, that's going to work. That could break. I can hey, make that if work. If you put ice in it, it makes it taste so much better, though. That's my trick. You put ice yeah. in it. I got to say, the idea that Russell did not have pomegranate syrup 
was the least surprising thing I had heard all night until Aaron said molasses. that he did have some. And then I was like, that is the least surprising thing. Pomegranate molasses. I bought it for a recipe. I can't remember which one, but it, it was pretty good. Some, was it the up on Ripple Creek drink that Russ is? No, it was like it a was? salad with real pomegranates in it. Maybe some tahini. I can't remember now. I got I'll, I'll find the recipe and send it to you, Ruff. Matt, you're right though. I do. It's one of my favorite parts of the whole time. You know, is, you know what got confusing for me though. So I've never had a pomegranate <laughs> before. I don't even know what the inside looks like or tastes like. Oh, that's exciting. So okay. what became confusing is I when only needed a juice? little bit of pomegranate juice. Could I have cut up a pomegranate and squeezed no, it into no. the cocktail or not? No. <laughs> Pomegranates. Oh my God. Pomegranates are one of the most difficult. Okay. To Russell, deal with. I'm going to show you what my taint looks like right now. After two days of the swimsuit, that's a lot. What the inside of a pomegranate looks like actually. To tiny little balls everywhere. So then Maybe. I went to the juice. I'm not aisle. sure. And or something. I, I tried to ride a bike tonight. It was agony. It felt like somebody was biting me. So then I go to the juice aisle and I'm like, well, I'll find pomegranate juice. But they only had, they had pomegranate juice, like the expensive, like $10 for a bottle type of thing, or they had the plastic okay. bottle for two bucks, but it was pomegranate cranberry. And I decided to go with the cheaper of the two options. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not spending 10 bucks for an ounce of pomegranate juice. I Just for this stinking podcast, love. right? Yeah. Russ's knockoff bar, where Russ spends one day at the grocery store, and then you get whatever drinks he can create from that. Oh, you order, you get it. We can make a book out of this, Russell. Yeah, I was oh also curious, why the fuck does Dijon mustard need to go into this? And I was going to use the honey mustard I, I had at home, but I thought I was already at the store. I can get Dijon mustard. And I did get Grey Poupon. Oh, yes. Oh, of course. Classy. Then you can show that to the hairdresser, Russell. Be like, well, okay. If you see, I do have Dijon mustard. And she's like, why is that a big deal? And it's like, because you're actually going to date with me. Okay, so... <laughs> And at Surprise. the end of the day, I kiss. So it's like, like I kiss at the end of the first day. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. How'd you like your haircut? Do, do I have yeah, to tell there's her? Something here. Is there something here on my chin? And then when she gets close, you go. Do I have to tell her kiss? we're on a date or do I, can I just make the move at the end of the haircut? I think that, I think you're, according to your aunt, you can just make that move at the end. Yeah, I think that's questionable advice. Which for some reason for me brought out Dijon mustard. I don't know where that fit in. I'm totally lost. All right. Just like when uh, your Gal Gadot didn't like what was going on on the, Oh boy, I wish I wouldn't have done this. The set of Wonder Woman, <laughs> and she had to tell him very quietly, Whispering Pines, Whispering Pines. Chris, very bad job. Well, the piano, he... Wait, I know, was he, was he acting untoward the, on the set of Wonder Woman? No, that, no, it's a whispering to him. Yeah. He, when, <laughs> when he wrote this song, the p piano had one key out of tune, so he made them tune the piano like this, which is why you hear this little weird noise in the beginning of this. Strange song. I wanted this one to be over. First song I where I was like, yeah. this song has got to go. First song I had to skip multiple times. I had a hard time with this one. Well, this is the end of, this is the end of side one. Side one is uh, a great, I think it's a great side. I think you could listen to that side for a long time and be happy. I mean, you're going from the night they roll with Dixie down, Rag Mama Rag, Cripple Creek. Great songs. Second half of this album, just like my second half of the Spa Guys, it kind of gets a little uncomfortable. Okay. For your teeth? Are you going to play some songs? Yes. For both of these. The album and the spa. Jemima Surrender. I mean, this one grooves, though. I, I, I like that. It's definitely a, a, a... For me, anything that's a little bit up-tempo on this album, I'm with. The slower ones, I had a really... Yeah. I, I, I struggled. 
I like the idea, though, that they put the pianist of the band. Okay. No, Aaron. Pianist means who plays piano. I saw you could, you just like a big nod. Six thumbs to up midnight. On the, on the drums. Uh, so there you go. But it is interesting. Like in the band, they just seem to like, it seemed to be like me when I was in band class with a sub. You're like, oh, what the hell am I going to go play today? We, we also okay. have to talk about the name. What do you guys think of the name of just calling yourself the band? Yeah, how'd that happen? Gangster. Would we have more listeners if we just called ourselves the podcast? We couldn't have less. Oh my God, the podcast? <laughs> That's such a good idea. What's the name of your podcast? The podcast. Or it could be called Apple Podcast. podcast. See what happens. So what people search up. Apple Podcast and they would... Because you know how hard it was doing research like for the band? Because everything you type in, you'd be like, the band, Rolling Stone. Like, and it was just Rolling Stone stuff. And I'm like, shit, that's not what I want. I want the band by the band in the magazine, Rolling Stone. Stupid Google. Didn't even get it. Rock and chair. Sounds like a rock and chair. I, I am not a big fan of rock and chairs. That's my hot take today just because you think it's not going to hold up or what? No, I think rocking chairs actually are a big guy's best friend because they're normally big chairs, right? They have not just the feet, so you, you're never going to see a rocking chair break. It just, it's the pushing up. I don't, it's the moving and... I'm sitting in a chair because I don't want to exercise. I don't want exactly. to exercise. That's why I'm sitting in the fucking chair. Yeah, and then I'm always worried it's going to like go on somebody's toes or something like that. It's Aaron, you fuck with rocking chairs? Do you have a rocking chair in your house, Aaron? No, I got one. I got one behind me right here. Oh shit! In my garage, but uh, we yeah we got we had one for the porch when my son was young, Um, but he's obviously too big to rock in it with us now. So now it just sits behind me in the garage. It's a nice one though. It's like an outdoor style rocking chair. It's good. All of Aaron's life is slowly getting put in this garage. (laughs) He doesn't realize. He's like, wait a minute. California does 50-50 divorces. What does that mean? It's like literally. He gets 50% Rosie's of the wife at gmail.com is just, <laughs> just she's playing the long game here. Sending the stuff out to the garage. Here we have a boogie woogie lookout Cleveland. These song titles were all over the board. I had no idea what was going on with these titles. We got Rocking Chair, Lookout Cleveland, Jawbone. What, what are, I don't even know what these songs are about. I don't know what any of them are about either. Well, again, I think a lot of these are just, they're, they're looking to sell albums. And so like you put Cleveland in the title of an album and all of a sudden everybody yeah. in Cleveland wants to listen to it. Right. I Boom. mean, so hundred copies it, sold in Cleveland. It's better just than what like that, that song was originally called. I'm done being a Mountie for the day. Let's go get some poutine. And like, this is <laughs> not Southern enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oop. Sorry. 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 <laughs> Next up, we have Jawbone. Now, Jawbone is kind of an interesting song because it is in 6-4 time. What does that mean? It means when you're counting it off, count by sixes. Oh, yeah. No, it, it kind of has an uneven sort of feel. I didn't notice that, Rob. So, count it for me. I, I can't do this, so count it real quick. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. You guys are in luck because... Oh, boy. Okay. Somebody really cool. Maybe we did switch jobs tonight because I made a list. Oh, yes. oh. It's, it's time. He cranked it out. Okay. What is the list about? This is the list oh of bands right. that feel like they're in my team right now as I sit here. <laughs> Number one, we've got the electric oh. eel. Oh, oh. oh. Rob's first shot. list? 
Number two, we have that caterpillar with the spikes that you pick up and the spikes get stuck in your skin and it itches so bad. No, he did the list once on the scary Halloween songs and then none of them were scary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that got... Okay, so first of all, you don't have to say that right before I start my list. That's a big downer. I had forgotten that because I was so excited because I was like, oh, this is my first list. And then I realized it's my first list that's not going to get edited out. You like, block completely. out terrible experiences and if you tell yourself over and over it didn't happen, eventually it didn't happen. <laughs> I can take up a... I can put up with a lot of shit but a whole segment I come up with just getting cut from the this podcast. It's like, you know what? We talked about taints for a long time, so we're going to have to cut out your stuff that you worked really hard on. Damn it. So six, four time, you still have four, four, four. So it's like one, two, three, four. God, I'm doing a terrible job. Like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. But now it's six beats long at that same rate. So here's the most easy one. Okay, yeah, most easy. That's what a lot of scientists say. This is MGMT, electric feel. Just Great listen song. to when the, you're going to count. This, I'll count to six for you. Here it comes. Listen to the bass. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. So it, it's, it sounds like it's just dragging a little bit when you're actually adding two more beats on Yeah, it. that's that's clever. Okay. It's like Aaron when he's had a couple of drinks and he's a couple more beats. Uh, now, that. Soundgarden fell on Black Days, also in 6-4 time. <laughs> Listen, you can hear it counted off here. One, two. Three, Couldn't I just four, say one, five, two, three, six. four, and each time they hit it, I'd start over again at one at four? <laughs> Try it. One. Well, here, two, how about this? Three, four, six. one, two, three, four, one, two. Three, See, you get off. And then, yeah, there's a lot. All these songs have a lot of syncopation kind of involved too. So if you just try to count six beats straight, it doesn't really work. But if you feel the syncopation, but you want to talk about synchronicity? How about synchronicity? Synchronicity. Wait, you're talking syncopation. Never mind. Who is this band? <laughs> what is this? Police. Or something? Listen to the piano. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, eight, four times. No, it's six. <laughs> That's a jam. Yeah. Also, in six, four time. Wait, so okay, who is the band on Synchronicity? Break. I was talking over you. I'm sorry, Rob. Who is that? Police. Oh, clever. Okay, and you might remember them because of Sting. The Wrestler? The Wrestler, yeah. <laughs> when, he was, when he was Surfer Sting or The Crow? You know, sting, the Sting, yeah, when he came in, he started with the band The Police. A lot of people don't realize that. I always thought it was bullshit when I was younger that there was a singer called Sting because I thought he was ripping off The Wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned out there was also a guy in U2 that was ripping off The Wrestler, The Edge. The Edge. Right. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Right. See, the wrestlers just. That's why, oh, that's why my favorite band was just Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> what was Sting's deal? Was he just not that talented or was he injured a lot? Like when he disappeared, injured was he because he was injured? A lot. Injured all the time. Yeah. Okay. Who are we talking about? So then, he had, so then he had to do all that stuff where he would just come to the stage and then it was like a big threat and he would leave and never right. wrestle. And then it was like, well, are we ever going to wrestle here? And then, yeah. Right. 
just because he was hurt. I also okay. liked how his weapon was a baseball bat. Like he's just yeah. gonna wallop, wallop people with baseball bats. Like at least the guitar's got a little give. A baseball <laughs> bat that can do some damage. And the fact that they stole that right from Casey Jones on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh I mean, yeah, just a complete ripoff. I don't know. Oh well, if he would have had a goalie stick, that would have been. I was just watching. I watched that movie the other week. By the way, I watched that movie last week. Literally, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from like '93. At the end, Shredder goes into a fucking garbage truck and they crush him up into little bits. It's one of the most horrifying things you ever see. <laughs> Whoa. Like the idea of it is terrifying. You get crushed in a garbage truck. Like not a good way to go. He was having kids steal stuff. He wasn't <sighs> even that bad of a guy and he gets crushed in a garbage truck. Makes no sense. Listen to this guitar, Russell. Six, four time. I say whip it. Whip it good, Devo. Whip right here. Two, three, four, five, six. Two, three, oh, I hear four, it. Five, six. The rest of the song is in 4-4, four, four, but is that guitar Devo on this list? They've got to be. They 100% have got to be. And finally, here's a little gift. And by the way, making a list, it turns out, is actually very hard. <laughs> like, it takes a lot of time. And then you're looking up stuff. And writing in Beck 6-4 time does not help, I can tell you right now. Uh, this is a little band called Pearl Jam with The Fixer. Ooh. It just makes you think that this the, the verse is just going a little long. That's how it always feels to me. So anyway, that, guys, was easily a top three list. Easily. Top, top three? Top three in the last three weeks. I had a lot more comments I wanted to give on that list, but I was afraid of getting shouted down, so I had to, I had to just chill. Tell, tell Rob to go fuck off sometimes. Sometimes you just need to keep going, Rosie. Don't listen to him. I don't want to get mad at you. And again, what have I done to you today? Nothing. Um... <laughs> But I did edit out that part where I yelled at you, okay? So the audience has no idea what you're talking about, okay? And they don't get why it feels weird now on the podcast after I yelled at Aaron for real. I think you called him a fucking son of a bitch. mother. And Russell said to me, you're going to have to apologize again, okay? I edited all that out because it would make people feel awkward if they knew what an actual jerk I was to Aaron. They think I'm fun and they think Aaron and I are friends. They don't realize that we're actually going to have to have a conversation after this. We're going to have to have another post- Odd conversation. Yep. Uh, come to Jesus. Okay, fine. Here's something. Guess what? Here's another edit point. Aaron, I'm really sorry. Okay, I shouldn't have done that. There we go. See? Now that I'm back. All good. Just, just, yeah, just <laughs> nobody can know. <laughs> nice to Aaron. The unfaithful servant. An- another one I had to skip. This was uh, there were a handful of songs where I got I didn't mind a lot of the songs, but there were some where I'd get a minute in. And I'm like, I can't do another three minutes of this. Man, when they slow it down, they just really grind it to a halt. Just the tempo to me. I just, <laughs> Plus they're like, uh, what's the South like, eh? Uh, all right. King Harvest. I think I stole it. I know, this was a good closer. I like this as a closer. Matt, what do you think of this for the close? It's okay. Okay. Yeah. This reminds me so much of that Labby Siffrey song that uh, was sampled for Hi My Name Is, the Eminem tune. Obviously, it's I, not I was worried song. I wasn't going to. Point, Aaron. I was worried I wasn't going to like this pomegranate drink, so I made a second drink on this oh album boy. too. All right. Oh my god! <laughs> so on the second half, I'm doing in honor of King Harvest. I'm doing a Harvest Apple Mule, which is Ooh. apple cider, ginger beer, vodka. And a cinnamon stick. Oh, that sounds good, actually. And for the fall, Russell, I would fuck with that. That sounds really good. Yeah. 
I don't even want to tell ride? you what I had to replace for the apple garnish. Out there chasing the pastor's daughter? Yeah, that sounds great. This this pomegranate slice did not do what I was hoping it would do. <laughs> <laughs> Look up what a pomegranate is, Russell, what you actually eat. A pomegranate <laughs> slice on a drink is one of the funniest it's ideas like ever. Popcorn seed, cut it in half. It's like the idea of a, yeah, it is. It's the size of a popcorn kernel and pop. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> The toothpick would be bigger than the pomegranate. <laughs> it's so wild. Uh, I Now, I'm sure you have an abundance of cinnamon sticks at your house, Russell. There's no way you had to sub out a cinnamon stick. No, no. The cinnamon sticks there, the apple, is was my joke. I do have the cinnamon stick. You can see it. You actually had this. Wow. Nice work, Russell. I'm impressed. Subbing out the apple. <laughs> Although it, I think apple. it is the only time in my life where I've ever purchased anything from the spices aisle of the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> that that Aaron is getting more mad at that than when I told him to fuck off. <laughs> like for real. Like, I guarantee that upset Aaron. It is difficult to buy spices, man, because they all come in like the containers are way too big. Like all spice, all spice jars should be about twenty five percent the size that they're. You can't use that much. Spice before it goes bad. It's tough. I, I Can you imagine Aaron's outside with a sign, smaller spice jars, small, and he's walking around in front of the grocery store, smaller spice jars. That's smaller. me, man. Yeah, that's my axe to grind right there. That's that's my oh. that's my platform. Write me in for the governor's recall. No, don't don't write in. Vote no on the recall and don't write anybody in. Too late, Aaron. I wrote in Aaron. <laughs> Shit. And I don't think I spelled your name right. That's my bad. That's not, you know what? That's on me. I'm going to take the blame for that. All right. Let's get into nobody's favorite part, uh, but it is the patented. Actually, never mind. It's the patented and very popular rating system. Right. How do we know that? I think we talked about the album for about five minutes today. That counts, right? Is this the rest of the podcast? Is it time for the rating? Listen, <laughs> I got it. Is this album at 57? Is it rolling well tone? That means it is perfect. Okay. It, it's perfect right here. Oh my God. This is, you know what? This hit me right in the perfect spot, right on this list. It's influential, but it's not so great. You know, it's not a top 10 album, but this is good. Is that would be a rolling well toned Rolling Stone. You did a great job with the band. And again, when I talk about the band, I'm not talking about the Rolling Stones. Don't be confused with that. Did Rolling Stone rate the band, not Rolling Stones, too high? Okay, that would mean that it is a rolling groan. You did not like listening to this album. When they picked the band, and I'm talking about Rolling Stone, the magazine, they did a bad job. They put it too high, which means it's lower on this list, which means we got to it too soon. We should be getting to it later. Okay, this Brown album should be coming at a different time. Or is this a rolling boned? Okay, it, it shouldn't be this far back. We should have had this already. This is one of the greatest albums of all time, according to... Uh, Rolling Stone, the magazine, not the band. The band conspicuously silent about the band. Not themselves, the Rolling Stone band, but the band, the band. Uh, so that's very simple. Uh, Russell, what did you think? Is this a Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Boned, or Rolling Grown? So I, I liked a lot of the songs. Like we were talking about earlier, I thought Side A had a bunch of jams on them. I loved the first side, but there are too many songs. that The slower ones, like Aaron was saying, just didn't do it for me. The other reason I didn't love this album Sometimes I get annoyed with these albums that are ranked super high when they don't have the most famous song by the by whatever the band is. And the weight is not on I, this, this album. This is the band, actually. What's that? This is the band. This is the band. Yeah, this is the band. <laughs> you said it doesn't matter what the band is. The band is this. So this is the band, I guess. Regardless, their best song is The Weight. If you Are you got, thinking of the Guess Who? What? Right? Because yes. you said I guess. No, he's thinking yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Guess who? <laughs> yes. Who? 
No, the band. <laughs> God, we're so fucking funny. Go ahead, Russell. This album, like that bit, is rolling growing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're all saying hurtful things today. I'm going to keep that in mind. Too, too high 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 I did motherfucking bitch, cunt shit, bitch. I come by with my super huge salt container that I have, and he's like, Idiot. <laughs> Salt in the wound. Aaron, it's rolling, a mineral. well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown. What did you think of the band by the band? I'm afraid to speak up here, but I will say uh, way back in the rolling going section of this podcast, Matt talked about professional bands that play together that really know how to play. And you can hear that with these guys. Um, I don't know where this sits in their chronology as a band playing together, but you can hear that they 100% know one another. I did not know the stuff about them switching instruments, but uh, they're clearly good musicians, very versatile when they get a groove going. I love it. Some of the mid tempo to faster tempo tunes on here. I, I really like, um, but I, I do have to disagree with Matt. I think when they slow the tempo down, that's where you can hear that to me, the voices just have to be better. If you want to play that slow, You've got to have a top five or 10 voice in the band. And for me, they don't. So I enjoyed the album, um, but the slow tunes just weigh it down too much for me. So I'm going to have to plus looking ahead a little bit on the list, knowing that Zeppelin four is coming up next. I have to say this is rolling ground. Okay. So again, you're stepping on my bit there at the end, talking about the next band. So I didn't know um, that I was stepping on your bit. <laughs> no, actually we're in a big fight. Okay. So <laughs> don't try to get out of it. If I could, um, if I could text message you a hug right now, Rob, I would. How there is a hug that? emoji, by and the way. You're going to get a bunch of hug emojis. You're going to wake up tomorrow. Oh, I just got a message emojis. from, I just got a text message from Russell and it's slowly opening on my phone. Okay. I see a hotel size shampoo bottle. Ah, <laughs> uh, no shit. I should have saved that for after the song. Yep. Fucked up. Matt, uh, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned or rolling grown? And keep in mind, guys, I did not interrupt Aaron there because I'm actually nice. I really, really like this band and I think it goes. Um, which, which band? Uh, the band. This not mess. so funny when you're it's on the other side, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it, Matt? But, you know, but they've been around. The I mean, this is like 20 years into their um, their life as a band. They've started out doing rockabilly and then kind of got off of that. Tried to figure out where they're at. They kind of got to Southern Rock. Went to went to Bob Dylan. Did a couple years with him. I mean, Cripes. They're just they're at the peak of their performing career and how they can act as a live band. And we talked about this with Patti Smith. There's bands that have albums because they're great live. And then there's bands who are great live, you know, have to play live because they have great albums. Right. You know, and so there's kind of that play there. I think this would be an unbelievable band to see live because all they ever did was play honky tonks and bars and backed up these great musicians. And so I think the only reason this album is here right now by the band, the band by the band is because of who they are uh, in, from an influential standpoint in the, mu- in the music world. And so this album, I think, absolutely rolling groaned. This, this should not be this high up here. But as an influential band, this is like an, one of those homages to them as for their influence that are, they're putting it where it is. So, yeah, no, yeah. I don't think that this album should be in the top 100. But as a, as a band and their influence, the, the band. band is very influential. I like so, it. Yeah. So that's my, I think, but I do think the band by the band is rolling well groaned. <laughs> nope, you screwed up. You got to start over. I mean, I'm thinking, uh, oh, good. I, I will tell you right now, you guys are all incorrect. It's too bad. This is a roll. Okay, I got to read this first. Mm, doesn't quite work. This is a rolling Southern American Canadian 
Again, it makes no sense. Okay. They're telling me about the night they drove old Dixie down. They should be talking about the night that the Montreal Canadiens almost won the Stanley Cup and maple syrup. And maple syrup. Is that like pomegranate syrup? It's very. I'm pissed I spent all this money on pomegranate juice. I think they're quite different because I think maple syrup comes right from the tree and then pomegranate molasses is. You can make it by cooking down the fruit until it gets yeah, you into gotta it. Boil, you got to boil that shit to get yeah. it. How know, long is molasses good for, Aaron? I mean, I, I think a long Years. time. There's a lot of sugar in Years. there. I think you can keep it for a yeah. long time. Oh, that's right. so good. <laughs> that would be a perfect thing at your restaurant, your 90s restaurant. Order some brown sugar. D'Angelo comes out with no shirt on. Molasses all it. over him. It was 80s one. You could pour some sugar on me. Next up, we <laughs> have an hysteria. album and the... Le- the legend goes when this band was naming this album, they the were band? on a golf course. They were just about to hit the ball and they said, Hey guys, what are we going to call this album? Led Zeppelin. And they go for when you want to <laughs> hear about the greatest albums of all time. This is not every episode. Of the yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were like, how many are going to bring? I thought we, I thought we said we were going to bring some guys in chat and then they get off track. <laughs> That was great, actually. How many people are in this band? Beck did it better. I just spent the last five minutes going through the Rolling Stone top 100 hip-hop songs of all time trying to come up with a good breakfast pun joke. And motherfucker, this Rolling Stone website is terrible for this list, too. You can't even get through the goddamn (laughs) thing. Five minutes of your life, you're not getting back. Just not coming back. (laughs) Closest I could get was to the top. Salt and Peppa, push it. Real no. good. Red man. <laughs> <laughs> Something there. I got it. Bread, I got it. Bread man. Bread man. Shit. Bread man. That's good. 